0: In the marketing communications landscape, commercial sponsorships are often viewed as somewhere between invaluable marketing tools and a chairman's whim. Fortunately, this is beginning to change, with sponsorships maturing from mere bit players to playing genuine and major roles in delivering commercial returns and benefits. But how do we know when it's done correctly and efficiently? SalesAndMedia.com decided to ask some experts and try and find out, what really makes sponsorships commercial? Hi, this is Paul Gardner and I'm here today with Bonnie Carboon from Toffee Collective. What what, what does Toffee Collective do, Bonnie?
1: Toffee Collective is a content and production house. We specialise in branded content, so brand integration. We might come up with ideas for clients that we seed into TV shows that are already live, or we might come up with a show idea for a client.
0: So you've had a lot of experience, obviously, from New Zealand, and and also in Australia, and big agencies and small agencies, so you've seen a lot of advertised agencies. What's your view on the current state of the advertising industry in Australia? Bearing Um, in mind, let's skip the coronavirus for the time (laughs) being. Before coronavirus, (laughs) what did you think of it?
1: Uh, I think agencies haven't been fast enough to adapt, because a lot of the big agencies, they're trying to do everything and be everything to everyone, all service. But they're not small enough to move as fast as the clients need you to move. And especially with the social and digital environments we're in, I think we're not keeping pace for the benefit of the client.
0: So how does Toffee, how does it create its own niche then?
1: We're quite an agile team where we can turn around content really, really fast because we don't have the big layers of MDs and GMs and group account directors and everything else. So we can turn content around fast, whether it's a TVC, whether it's a social shoot, whether it's a documentary. We can fly up to New South Wales, shoot something, can have it edited and wrapped up by the end of the week.
0: They can do all that in Yep. Including including I noticed a very big studio at the back. And that gets a lot of work?
1: Yeah, we've got a shoot in here tomorrow for an indigenous project and we're doing some live streaming next week. Live streaming's gonna come more interesting, I think, subject Since, now well, with the virus we're that we're not gonna mention. <laughs> we might want to get locked up, <laughs> who knows?
0: So how, how do you how do you work with clients? I mean obviously you spent your whole life in account service. Well, what's, what's the secret behind Bonnie's success with clients?
1: I think the same secret with any other industry is just down to relationships. Finding out what your clients need um, instead of coming up with an idea and trying to shove it down their throats. Finding out what their needs are and their needs change depending on their market, on the industry they're in or what world we're in at the time.
0: So how do you balance that with the comment before that agencies have sort of become too big and less agile and, and, and not nimble? I mean, how do you balance that... that... I mean, clients have clearly changed. Does, does you have to change your style?
1: We definitely changed our style. We opened up just the big photo and shoot space towards the end of last year. And that was going to be purely for creatives to come and shoot film and studio content. We got people started ringing up for events. So we thought, why not? <laughs> so we've held about 10 events out the back there. I think it's just been open to not locking yourself into who you are, but open to what the market needs at the time. So obviously
0: the big change in the last 10, 15 years has been around digital and social. Yeah. You came from a traditional agency. When it first came in, was it was it seen as a passing mean, How did you bring yourself up to speed?
1: Everything's moving a lot faster, as you'd know. When I started in graphic design, we were still using bromides and film back then. So, that um, was New Zealand, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're a little bit ahead these days, not backward anymore. So, yeah, it's moving faster and faster, and it's just keeping up and adapting. I mean, I've been in meetings with the likes of Google where even people that work there are like, oh, changes so fast, they're trying to keep up because the algorithms are changing every week. So I think we're all suffering from that problem.
0: Is that, is that one of the reasons why a business like Toffee, which is obviously more nimble, can compete with the larger, more traditional agencies?
1: I think absolutely. Apart from being nimble and not having a lot of the people, it's a lot more cost-effective for clients as well. Because traditionally in the old
0: days, of course, the big agencies would fight out the big accounts and the small agencies would fight out the, whatever's left over. But now you find that a lot of them specialise. I and mean, you've you factored your own photographic site here.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I, I can't think another agency has one of those. No.
1: But I don't think we're trying to compete with the big boys or try and get the massive clients either. We actually prefer working with medium-sized businesses that are growing. Why is it? I think they're more willing to take the risks and more willing to try things that are new. Um, some big clients have their formats. They have the same marketing plan they've rolled out the year before and there might be a little sense of nervousness not to try things new. You get a little Aussie business that's a bit of a underdog And they're willing to give things a go. And then when they see the results, then you end up having a really great long-term relationship with them.
0: So if you're speaking of trying things new, I mean, talk to me about sponsorship, which is obviously we're talking about commercial sponsorships.
1: Yeah. How do you
0: present a sponsorship to a client? Um,
1: I think you have to do a little bit of due diligence first. And obviously with anything, make sure the brand fits right. It's not just slapping a logo on it, whether it be... An event, a person, or a personality, uh, you've got to make sure that they're completely aligned and seamless, just like you would doing with branded content. You've got to make sure that, that if it's a person, their brand fit is right for you. Yeah. It can either be an incredibly powerful partnership or it could be likewise a damaging one. So if you're the fit trying isn't to right. match
0: the essence of the brand with the essence of the sponsorship. Absolutely. What happens exactly. What happens to those times when the client says, listen, I know it doesn't really fit? But I'd like to sponsor the ballet. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you work your way around that?
1: Um, one, try and talk them out of it, or try and come up with some amazingly creative idea that makes it fit.
0: Because if it was digital or social or above the line or even direct marketing, you're know, to say, "Look, this just doesn't fit your brand or your image." But yeah. sponsorship. You're still sometimes caught between what what it looks like as part of the brand image, and by the way, the chairman just likes this.
1: <laughs> and we've seen a lot of those. They might just want to box at the MCG at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> they, they, <laughs> often, they often do just want to box at the end of the day. So you're putting together the whole mix for the client, and it may or may not be above the line advertising, but yep. certainly, I guess, have some digital componentry content. Obviously, we talked about it's really important, yep. and you decide that you want to you want to add a sponsorship. How, how would you find the right sort of sponsorship that suits the client?
1: Usually it's them coming up. They want to sponsor something, so you have to make it
0: work. So, so the sponsorship then is still driven largely by the clients dictate.
1: I think so. Toffee comes up with content ideas. Not so much we don't offer sponsorships to our clients, but when we have been, I have been presented past in agencies, it's usually come from client driven. The downside of that is sometimes the client wants to jump in and do the negotiating also by themselves which, you know, you can be, you can have some very expensive and well-known sports stars that they're negotiating directly with, and unless those negotiations are done correctly right up front, they don't necessarily see the return on investment that they put in.
0: So I come to you, I'm a client, I want to sponsor the ballet, even though I know it doesn't fit my brand, but my partner really loves the ballet, yep. and I need you to make it work. How do you make that work?
1: I would tell them to make sure they have enough budget to be able to leverage it properly.
0: Would you then go to the ballet? Or would you say to the client, go to the ballet? Or would you go and meet the marketing director for the Australian Ballet and tell me, tell me what we're getting for this money?
1: Absolutely. And that would have to be, you've got to check those boxes right up front because once you've done the negotiation, it's then hard to go back and add more into it. I would say whether it's a celebrity or a sports person or an event got to remember that they're focusing on promoting themselves. Their focus isn't on promoting you. So the client needs to be responsible for leveraging their own brand and leveraging that sponsorship past that.
0: Let's say it's sponsoring a person or a football site, for instance. I mean, yeah. if something goes wrong, you know, like the NRL, every week a bozo beats up his partner or you know, someone drinks and drives, I guess you a sort of brawl. I mean, you've, you've bought a sponsorship. Even though the client suggests they want to be part of this, and you have to get him out of it or her out of it. How do you, how do, you do it? Do you, do you just rip up the contract? Do you see him in court? Or how do you explain to the client it's time to move on because it's damaging their brand?
1: If it's going to negatively affect their brand, I think you need to move pretty fast and come up with a maybe a PR action plan, how you're going to get out of that contract, how you're going to distance yourself from that sports person. And I think speed is everything.
0: Well, like. you look how at, look at Qantas ripped up the Australian Rugby Union contract over Israel Folau's comments, or apparently over Israel Folau's comments, I should say. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a classic example. If you're handled Qantas and they sort of have now ripped it up I and mean, all the work you've done, I mean, it's down the drain, right?
1: I think people will be looking to that brand to see how they behave after something negative happens. So it could come out good or bad. I think it's up to the brand.
0: So a client gets involved in the ballet and says, listen, I mean, I'm involved in the ballet, you then go and talk to the Australian Ballet and say, what do we get for our money? Oh, listen, I don't think that our signage is right. We'd rather have the principal dancer come and address a lot, or whatever it happens to be, right? Yeah. So before you go out to the client the following you and say, hey, listen, that was fantastic, or you just burnt your money, how are you going to measure that? Do you have metrics in place to do that? Uh,
1: no, metrics as such, but I think you need to have a solid media and content strategy behind your sponsorship. Um, If you don't, no one's going to know about it.
0: So you start at the front by saying, what are we trying to achieve with this sponsorship? Yeah. As part of an overall campaign? Yep, absolutely. Because because you can measure the effectiveness, I imagine, of above the line. I imagine you measure the effectiveness of content and and ad search. But for some reason, sponsorship seems to be one of those things where, as you said, if it's the client's whim, you kind of say, well, we just have to suck (laughs) it up and leave it, yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is a little bit of a grey area, I think, as far as the measurement of it. You can measure a campaign if you've got assets that are rolling through and what's the call to action if that pays off in sales. But, yeah, the measurement of sponsorship is hard.
0: And I guess you hand that to someone else to go and tell the client they just burnt burnt (laughs) their money on on the sponsorship that they insisted on doing.
1: Or, hey, you didn't really get your return, so you just paid for the back wheel of their Lamborghini.
0: (laughs) So when it comes back to sponsorships in general then, is it fair to say that even... The most nimble and agile businesses like Toffee yeah. are st- still learning about it as they move forward. Absolutely. So we have, we have different clients that say, um, I'm not sure about the football's effectiveness because all this measure is awareness and, I, and my brand's well known. So awareness is obviously one of the measurements. What, what other measurements do you think are important?
1: Well, if you've got a if you've got a solid content plan, there will be of course there's a level of awareness, but then underneath that, you've got to have a different use different media channels and different content to be driving people to do something. And whether that's it depends what you need for your business. Do you need people to sign up to a database that you can continue to talk to them? I know data's ever so much more important these days. Or is it you want to drive them to buy something? Do you have a one-off? once in a lifetime competition that they win what's the apart from just planting their face over all your products what do you actually want people to do what's the takeout going to be
0: because you see a lot of sponsorship and it's largely the logo plastered somewhere and because of the cost of it, it's usually logos of brands you probably know exist already It's like yeah. Toyota or Chemist Warehouse and well how would you handle a smaller brand would you insist on the logo as awareness or would you actually say no I actually want to Move product.
1: There has to be more than just logo placement. The great thing about events is, and again, this is probably hard to measure, but you're getting people when they're having a positive experience. You know, they might be passionate fans of, let's not mention the Grand Prix at the moment, or bike <laughs> racing, but, you know, they're, they're really passionate and engaged at that time, so that positive experience can then transfer to your brand. I don't know if there's a measurement of that, but it's like how we use integrated content. If we integrate brands really seamlessly into a TV show, people are a lot more open when they're being entertained than when they're being sold to or think they're being sold to. So
0: you you can see a drift away from traditional free to air television into other areas like digital, social and sponsorship.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say there's no no place sure. for traditional TVCs and sure. digital and social or I'd be out of a job. <laughs> but there's also smarter ways and if done right, they can be much more powerful.
0: What are the mediums, traditional ones do you think, if a client came to me and said, you've got your, you've got your run of whatever media you want to use, yeah. that you'd say, the first ones you'd cross out, what would they be?
1: Well, we all thought newspaper would be dead already. We thought TV would be dead.
0: Yeah, newspaper online you know, probably yeah. the that's everything.
1: Um, what is changing at the moment, and it's being sped up by, especially the current pandemic, is definitely online use. Um, people's behaviour is changing because of things that happen outside forces. So I would say just tracking media usage of where your, where your target are. They're always going to move, so you have to follow them around. So, it's understanding who your target are, where they are, and how to reach them. So,
0: Bonnie, after this this discussion, obviously, as well as brushing up on your social and and your content, you can start brushing up on sponsorship opportunities.
1: Absolutely. Can you help me measure them? I
0: can help you measure them indeed. Bonnie (laughs) Carboon from Toffee Collective, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Paul.